welcome to the podcast, The Book Isn't Necessarily Better. I'm Roxanne. I'm Michaela. And we work at the Community Library Network at Post Falls. The Book Isn't Necessarily Better is a podcast where we talk about books and their many, many adaptations. First up today, we'll be talking about several Jane Austen adaptations, the first of which is Emma. Emma is a comedy of errors where a very spoiled rich girl named Emma uh, decides to play matchmaker for some of her friends, basically hurts a lot of feelings along the way, eventually realizes she's in love with the same guy as her best friend, who is poor and not a spoiled rich girl, and surprise, spoiled rich girl gets the guy. Bingo. <laughs> That's Nailed it. right on the money. Emma has several adaptations that have been made since, uh, including a 1996 Gwyneth Paltrow movie, a 2010 Indian adaptation uh, called Aisha, and a 2020 version with Anya Taylor-Joy. You might recognize her. She's in The Queen's Gambit, which is huge right now. Um, she's very popular at the moment. There have also been several plays and a musical, and in 1995, Clueless with Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd was based roughly on Emma. Ew. As if. <laughs> Oh, this is so good. I mean, it really is. Can we just talk about the costumes for one? <laughs> I think they still stand out. They really do. And it's all set in Beverly Hills. It's very, very 90s nostalgic, for sure. I wonder if it was marketed as an offshoot of Emma or if it was just, um, or, or how obvious do you think it is that it's Emma? I think if you're familiar with the story, it's pretty obvious. Um, I don't know that I would have known before I read Jane Austen that clue, cause I definitely saw clueless first. Right. And I don't know that I would have known before that. Yeah, I think so. And have you seen the new 2021? I have. I loved it actually. I loved it. Yes. What I especially liked about the costumes, uh, theme with me is that I really enjoy costumes in historical movies. Uh, is that they're really, really accurate. So uh, Very, yeah. I'm going down a lot of YouTube uh, <laughs> rabbit holes of costume designers who are comparing some of the costumes in the 2020 Emma and actually showing the patterns from the Victorian Albert Museum that a lot of them are based off of. Very cool, yeah. yeah. There's also, for those of you out there who are big fans of book retellings, uh, a Jane Fairfax novel by Joan Aiken, which is roughly based on this book. Also, for fans of Alexander McCall Smith, and I know there's a lot of you out there, there's a book called Emma, A Modern Retelling. There's also a manga edition, if you're into that sort of thing, and as part of the Jane Austen Undead novels, Emma and the Vampires, which I have not read, but it sounds fabulous. Is she a vampire? Or is she a vampire hunter, do you think? You know, I have not read it. I don't know. But uh, hope I don't know. Either way, I'm on board. It sounds fun. Sounds like a blood-sucking good time. Yes. <laughs> exactly. The thing about the 19... Is it 96 one with Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. I have maybe a mm, common dislike of Gwyneth Paltrow that makes... Oh, no. Reluctant to revisit the 96 one. But I love the Emma story. But I think I might be too annoyed with her. <laughs> I, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's really? fun in them. Yeah. Shakespeare. Oh, I know. I think... Ever since Shakespeare in Love, I've been very, very, very obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. I, I like her. I like her candles, too. 
She has candles. She yes, she has candles. You didn't. She has all sorts of crazy you didn't hear about things. this. Yes, Goop has a whole candle thing. We probably can't talk about it here because it's not super kosher. Uh, but sometime we'll talk about Gwyneth Paltrow candles. You and I. And yes, there's so much there. Yes, so much to unpack, you guys. Um, any of those editions, uh, most of them can be found in the library. Any that can't, I'd just like to put in a quick plug for our interlibrary loan services. <laughs> Anything you can't find here, we will find for you at another library and borrow it. Quick question. Do you like Emma, the the character? The character? No. She's a spoiled brat and I hate her. (laughs) Which we're supposed to. Yes, absolutely. You're supposed to hate her. Isn't there the quote from Jane Austen? She says, in writing Emma, I think I finally created a character that nobody but me will like very much. Yes, absolutely. Which I love. I, I think it's funny when people talk about maybe Gone Girl or Jillian Flynn books saying like she made an unlikable female character mm-hmm. no 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 yes not too much new under the sun this has been happening mm-hmm. yes absolutely you don't like her either hmm <laughs> I I think maybe I'm embarrassed that I I see certain parts of myself in her <laughs> at least a high school version of me and and, and I just shared a lot that's very vulnerable. <laughs> the rich girl this is a safe space. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, some of her maybe matchmaking tendencies, uh, yeah, were a little me in high school. Okay. I hope I've grown out of that. <laughs> I, she's not entirely bad. Um, I think she's very much a product of her time and her social class. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets up to a lot of the things she gets up to because she's a bored woman which is allowed to yeah as who's allowed to do things done uh roxanne would you like to talk about pride and prejudice yeah pride and prejudice it's a little book you might have heard of Uh, so written in 1813 by ms jane austen um probably the most famous jane austen book i'd say yeah right um it has been through so many adaptations so i mean you can do the straight up versions uh, you know, they went from 1952, 1958, 1968. Um, probably the two most recent ones that are the most famous are the BBC miniseries from 1995. Woo-woo. Now, I have uh, two sisters and a female cousin that we are very into this version. And um, they would probably say that this is the definitive version. Mm. There's sort of two camps, I'd say. So there's... The 1995 version with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. And then there's the 2005 adaptation, which, again, you're probably on Team 1995 or Team 2005. I like both, but the Kier Knightley one from 2005 is really fantastic. It's and beautiful, you guys. The soundtrack will make you ugly cry. Guaranteed. Oh, all night long. You're going to like the way you cry, I guarantee it. <laughs> Yes, I am definitely in the the 2005 Kira Knightley film camp. I love it. I can watch it on repeat over and over and over. Great rewatch value. Absolutely, yes. I also do have a very soft spot for the 1995 version with Colin Firth because of literally one scene. And I'm not even going to tell you what that scene is. You're going to watch it and you're going to go, oh, yep, that's the scene. (laughs) You'll just know. Um, Just say it involves a lake. Yes, a lake. 
and a white Colin Firth. a white t-shirt and Colin Firth. <laughs> uh, it, and I'm gonna back up because I realized I didn't give a synopsis. I oh yeah, that most people know. What is Pride and Prejudice about, Roxanne? Well, it's universally acknowledge that this is a great book. <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. So, uh, Pride and Prejudice is the story of Lizzie Bennett and her four sisters, her mom and dad, and they live in a country house in England, and they're sort of rich poor. Uh, being that they they have a house, but being that there's no male heirs, uh, it's known that all of the girls in the family must marry well because um, once Mr. Bennett dies, the dad, all of the wealth will be moving on to their cousin, right? Yes. Mr. Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Yes. Is such a wonderful character in literary history. Yes. Also in the Kira Knightley movie. I, I oh, love yes. him. It, it's just like... <laughs> he's, he's sort of... Um, he's a stick in the mud, but he's a very lovable stick in the mud. Because he's so yeah. clueless. He's just like a hapless guy. <laughs> he's very awkward. That's that's really what all I can say about him. Uh, he also has my favorite line from that movie just because of how he delivers it Uh he they're talking about uh where he lives right now he works on like a parish right and he's talking about his patroness and he has this (laughs) line where he goes my small rectory abuts her estate and it just (laughs) cracks me up every time (laughs) oh mr collins uh, Mr. Collins does eventually find love after being rejected by elizabeth also called lizzie um Lizzie has her own, basically the original rom-com, mm-hmm. uh, uh, love-hate relationship with Mr. Darcy. Now, Michaela, who would you say is more prideful and who's more prejudiced? Oh, my goodness. I Darcy is both to me. Okay. Um, obviously, they're both very prideful and very prejudiced. Mm-hmm. It's both. I would um, say that Lizzie is more prideful mm-hmm. because Mr. Darcy... Basically, is a drag to her. It's like, mm, but I can't marry you because you're poor and your family's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You're poor and your family's embarrassing. That's exactly, that's exactly the thing. And she definitely, it doesn't get better. He helps out a family member of hers. And I think that actually kind of, like, eventually, yes, it does turn her head and make her accept him a little more. But I think at first, this, like, sting of how... I just like uppity that was for him to be able to help her family when she couldn't. Yeah. I think that really gets her. Yeah. I would say that if, if, if we had to pick, I would yes. say that Lizzie is the more prideful one. Yes. But mm, mm, mm. Now I'm backing up on that, Mr. Darcy, he's pretty prejudiced. He's pretty, well, he's also pretty prideful. He is. He's like, I have so much pride. I couldn't stoop to your, <laughs> poor but you're family. so poor and your mom is <laughs> so embarrassing. You're so poor. And so embarrassing. <laughs> You only own one dress. Oh, my God. Okay, real question about all these people walking on the moors in England. Mm-hmm. How is their shoe wear? Oh, I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure Do it's just awful. All the time? Probably, yeah. I'm sure that that's like they're 90% of... Slippers, right? Yeah. 90% of the reason they own pigs, I'm sure, is because they literally have to make themselves a new pair of shoes like every day. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So just to wrap up the synopsis. Yes. Oh yeah. Sorry. Lizzie and Darcy get over themselves, and a thousand times, yeah, she would marry him. Oh. She gets to be rich, you guys, but her family's still probably embarrassing. So we can't win them all. Oh, her mom is definitely still embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I would not want to spend Christmas with them. No, she seems like a lot. 
Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she's a lot to handle, you guys. But in her defense, she's got five women to marry off, and they're all very headstrong. Mm-hmm. So. Well, except for uh, she's got a lot. plain one. Oh, yes, except Mary, who yeah. reminds me so much of... Mary. Yes. She, today, she 100% would. Uh, she reminds me so much of the youngest sister in Little Women. Beth? Of Beth, yes. Mm-hmm. They're like the same person. I feel like Mary is more dour. That's true. Beth is, Beth is pretty, like, upbeat. She's happy. I'm going to die. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She's going to die, you guys. <laughs> In case you haven't seen Little Women yet, which also, by the way, is fabulous. Yeah, we'll have to do that for a... a, a we should. Future, future podcast. Um, yeah, so basically they give over themselves. She gets to get married. Everything ends up fabulously uh also a great ending in the 2005 mm-hmm. adaptation oh yes uh yeah let's talk about adaptation. very cheesy i have to say but good so good so good uh so adaptations of course like i said you have the the straight versions where you know it's it's played very similar to the book but let's talk about the fun ones that mm-hmm. deviate from um the story so pride prejudice and zombies. There's lots of ands. Okay. Pride and, and prejudice and, and zombies. Etc. Etc. Okay. So Pride and Prejudice and Zombies started as a book and then they made it to a movie. What's your hot take on this, Michaela? Uh my hot take is that the movie is not very good. <laughs> uh but it is like if you just want kind of a mindless uh sort of movie where a bunch of women are running around with swords. Uh, and chopping zombies heads off at balls if that's up your alley it's actually not bad for just kind of a a mindless sort of watch sounds good to me yeah and i have not read the book um so here's one with less zombies my personal favorite is bridget jones's diary Mm -hmm. uh this started this was written as a book i believe in 96 don't come for me (laughs) bridget jones's diary is written by helen fielding uh, they made it to a movie in 2001 with Renee Zellweger, and of course it was quite the scandal when uh, Zellweger, who is a Texan, was uh, brought into play a very British woman. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, you can just clap back and say that, uh, you know, Vivian Lee played Scarlett O'Hara and she was very British. It all comes around. Bridget Jones' Diary is, is one of my favorites. Um, again... Colin Firth plays Mr. Darcy, Mark Darcy in the movie, and he's just charming as I'll get out. Okay, so I have not actually seen Bridget Jones's Diary or read Bridget Jones's Diary. So what is it about that that makes it your favorite adaptation of Pride and Prejudice? Well, I guess I guess I, I can't say it's my favorite adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Mm, okay. 2005 one is my favorite like, straight version. Okay. Bridget Jones's Diary is my favorite fun adaptation gotcha your favorite knockoff okay it's a mess and it just is a really genuinely funny uh book and movie that hold up okay nice all right all right moving on to other adaptations there is a uh i don't know if it's actually bollywood but there is a is it bollywood i i don't know it might be western but there is a movie called bride and prejudice uh which stars a um an indian protagonist and then there are the Lizzie Bennet Diaries web series. And so, like, Brian Prejudice, Lizzie Bennet Diaries series, these bring the story into the 21st century. And guys, I just have to say, the Lizzie Bennet Diaries uh, are partly... Res- 
not partly responsible for. They were partly made by Hank Green, who is the brother of John Green, for all you YA fans out there. And Hank Green actually also started writing books last year, which are also fabulous. Just a quick plug for Hank Green. Go Hank. Hank Green? Hank Green. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, Hallmark had to stick their little grubby fingers into this, and they have made Christmas movies based Mm -hmm. on Pride and Prejudice story, uh, like Christmas at Pemberley Manor and Mm -hmm. Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that Jane Austen would be cool with this? I don't, honestly. I don't think so. I think she'd be flattered that her no- like some of her novels got the recognition that they did because many of them weren't published during her lifetime. Um, that brings me to another point, that there are also a lot of movies based on Jane Austen's life. Mm-hmm. Because she's mm-hmm. a really interesting character. She never married, and she died at age 41 from the war which she died from. Yeah. Like the cool, the cool aunt. Mm-hmm. Definitely the cool yeah. aunt. Goals. Yes. <laughs> Jane Austen is goals. Yeah. Uh, there's Jane Austen Land with uh, Carrie Russell. Russell, yes. And then there's Becoming Jane with Anne Hathaway and James McAvoy. Oh, yeah, that one was good. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep during it, but, you know, that's not the movie's fault. Right. College. Anne Hathaway is also goals, you guys. Let's be real. Hmm. Hot take, I think. You don't think Anne Hathaway's goals? She annoys me sometimes. Oh, I love her. I think she's great. Wow, we, we should have a whole podcast about... We should, about who is and is not goals. Yeah. But I'm not all hate. There's a lot of actresses I love. We just happened to mention two that annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever read Death Comes to Pemberley? So this is a mystery. I haven't. It's on Pride and Prejudice. I have not. Have but, you? Uh, they've also made it... Into, I haven't. But they've also made that into a movie. Nice. Man, I think I'm also missing, like probably dozens tons considering it's in the public yeah domain now oh yeah and has been for some time yeah. speaking of uh 2021 um we have a ton of new content coming in the public domain probably the most exciting one for me is the great gatsby me too i'm excited to see what sort of um art's going to come out of this oh yeah already i'll put in a plug for this one i just finished the great gatsby graphic novel and I can't remember the illustrator's name, but it was beautiful. It is a a gorgeous, gorgeous, well-illustrated version of The Great Gatsby. Hey, could you check that out from our library? Oh my gosh, Roxanne, you absolutely could. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I might just do that. Or I'll put it on hold, because you can also put things on hold. Wonderful. All right, well, I think that wraps it up. Um... I think this show isn't so much about ratings, but right. acknowledging the universal truth that um, we don't always need to put a, a brand on, say, the book was better. Maybe we can just appreciate books and movies for what they are. I think it's like comparing apples and oranges a lot of time. Yeah. And other art forms I'm just going to throw in there. There are others we'll talk about that are not necessarily just straight book to movie. Yeah. Good point. Graphic novels are a huge one. Yeah. Broadway plays, uh, concept albums. Yeah. Operas? Operas, for sure. So there's a lot out there um, and a lot to appreciate and a lot that the library can offer you. So thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Michaela. And Roxanne. With The Book Isn't Necessarily Better.